let me open with a question because, yeah, yeah, we'll do this. Now, I, I do have a, I have a question. It's it, it's timely and it's uh, most most probably probably I'll say that's what most of us have had some experience in today's day and age with an individual who would be classified as transgender. And I have a question. When they request, or, they, or you know that they want to be referred to by a certain pronoun, how do you handle it? I say y'all when talking in general at work. There's at least four or five of my body in the line. I don't use those. I just you just don't. I don't do gender. I usually just try to avoid the pronoun. You just try to avoid them completely. And just go in whatever direction you, you can go in without. Yeah. I was, I was, Brad. I haven't read across it yet, but I, I have read different things. And, 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 yeah, and I, and I, and I kind of agree with some of the things I was But I, I'm at a point where I don't think I would want to affirm. Is that, you, you're, you're so, because it's a wrong, right? And, and I feel like I would be affirming that wrong type thing, if that makes sense. It's, it's like, look, God created man and woman, right? He's perfect. God is insane. And however he created us, he's created us. Now, we said, you know what I'm saying? That's our choice. You know, we do. But uh, whatever gender we're creating, that's what God created us. And that's, I, I don't feel like, I mean, they got to skate around with like what you said, Scott, and say, you know, Guns or Ewans, yeah, Ewans. I, I just, yeah, I don't think I want to. I'm hoping the brain, I don't ever have to. You know, I, I, I don't want someone to look me in the face and say, I'm a she, and I'm like, but I know you're a he. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want that too good man. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> Anybody else have a take on it? Thousands and thousands of years, and you have to be the first mistake that God ever made. <laughs> That's a different take, but it's a take. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I get it. I, I get it. school, we have a few at the whatever. And I don't use any of the pronouns in It's, it's going to continue to be a topic of discussion. And, and I, I tend to look at this in, in the way that Christians tend to deal with it in a couple of different categories. One is the, okay, I will, I, I, will, I will be kind by referring to you however you like. 
the middle of the road, I will just deal with it by finding another way to refer to you. And then what I call the proud Christian who has to make his views known, his or her views known, by blatantly going against whatever the individual wants and causing a bit of, a, of an uproar. And, and I've been, I was wanting to find a biblical explanation and a biblical reason to do or not to do or, or whatever that may, may be. Um, because there was a situation that came up this, this, uh, a, few, a few days ago where I was talking with someone and they, they mentioned um, coming in contact with a, a transgender individual and just wasn't entirely sure what to do. And what popped into my head was, I think it's, and I have to, I, I guess I'm going to look the verse up, I think it's Romans, is it Romans 8.18? Is that what we're talking about, about peace? i got to look it up now. Um, you can tell I was prepared for this. I, I didn't really do that. I was just coming in to talk, and as I was walking in, I said, you know, I'm going to ask you about that. No, that's not it. It's uh, as much. That's not it. Um, I'll give it to you here in a minute. 12, Romans 12, 18. Romans 12, 18. That's the one I'm looking for. Does somebody want to read Romans 12, 18? If possible, on your part, live at peace with everyone. Just that little snippet. If you remember when LD was here, he did a, a sermon series and, and uh, on getting along, and and it talked about that quite quite a lot. And and he emphasized very heavily that as much as it depends on you, as it, you, when, in other words, when the ball is in your court. You have a responsibility to try and avoid conflict and get along with other people. Now, I have the same problem that we talked about here. I don't want to affirm or give the appearance that I'm okay with something that I'm not okay with. But you don't want to hurt them at the same time. At the same time, I don't want to cause undue, you know... And, and, and so it's been a, it, it's been an issue for me trying to rationalize this and think about this. And when I when I when this verse popped into my head, I thought, well, as Christians, then do we have a responsibility to find the way to communicate with without being prideful and without without being sinful and and without violating our principles? And and so sometimes I wonder. If that's not, and I don't know, I'm still on the fence about all this, but I want to talk about it. Uh, I wonder if that's not an incident or an instance where we might have a responsibility if anything else that we say will cause a problem to just refer to them however they want to be referred to. Or is that a total cave of your principles? And is it okay or is it better just to make sure and I don't know how you do this yet because I haven't given enough thought. Is it better just to make sure that people understand who you are, what you believe, that you don't endorse this, and take the approach that we've talked about here and you all and and use their name and, and try to find ways to 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 handle it to where you you can live with it. You know? I like to think that most people that we uh I hope so. And totally get that, you know, and put in question. 
Yeah, I would hope that that would be the case as well. Yeah. Especially by our actions, but, you know, so. Does, does some, of the, some of this is government rule, like, like teaching stuff? Yeah, I'm kind of trying to throw that out the window for the moment, though. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I was just thinking from that point of view also, I don't know if it's Romans, which they talk about, you know, abiding by yeah. Yeah, there's a but there. But there, yeah. I, I can't remember it all, but I'm just kind of thinking in that. And when, when we look, when we look at how the the disciples or how the apostles handled themselves when they were when they were witnessing, they chose to obey God and not obey man. And and so, you know, they they weren't worried about social social instances or problems as long as they were obeying God, and and so there's there's a there's a precedent set for doing what what you feel led to do that causes you to be able to have your conscience free and say I'm obeying what God wants me to do. Uh, I think, back to the beginning of it all, that Jesus didn't. Varied from that, you know, he was around prostitutes and he did not believe that. He didn't think that was true. He didn't think that was a good thing, and he called him out on it. But he still loved them. Yeah. So I think that's the big key: is we have to love them, but we also have to show the love of God. But in the same sense, not bring ourselves below it. You know, I don't know how. That yeah. I mean, you try not and stir it up, I guess, but you, you let them know what you feel. And if it is somebody that you don't have contact with all the time, you show love, but you do it in a way of saying, okay, Jesus, you know what I'm doing right now. You know that you've been in the same spot, but I'm loving them through you. But know that I don't believe this is. So is it is it safe to say that we should probably throw out the mindset of the prideful Christian though, trying to create a a, a confrontation just to make a point? Yeah. You know that we, we I think it's safe we should throw that out. Depends on the situation. You think so? They are parading that against you nonstop, and by all means, I think that's where you need to put your foot down and have that stance at a certain point and just not validate it and let them know where you stand. It comes to the meat of the saying, 1 Corinthians 16, 14, let all you do be done in love. And you've got to take the approach of how am I going to love this person along the same lines as she was saying. So by affirming what they're asking for, what they're asking you to do is saying it's okay. And that's not helping either because you're not showing them, you're not teaching them what is right. If you continue to affirm what they're doing, Oh, it's okay, it's fine. You're allowing them to continue to walk in sin, and that's not brotherly love. Our job and our call is to help bring our brothers and sisters along with us. Now, they may not be Christians, but we can't just let them fall either. And But if you're giving <coughs> them constantly, that's also not love. Yeah. So I think the middle ground's pretty good, but like he was saying, eventually it comes to a point, if they're not getting it, and now it's becoming an attack on your beliefs yourself, you've got to stand up and say something. 
this is what I believe and this is where I'm going to stand and I'll continue to love you through it, but I do not agree with what you're saying. Lovingly, Scott. Yes. Lovingly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For those of you who couldn't see, he was doing this. Yeah. So our neighbors, our neighbors, agree the way that we would agree necessarily. Most of them know it. They see it. They understand what's going on. But mommy, God says that that's wrong. Yet you're right. Over and love them anyway. We um, and we actually do have a pretty close relationship with them. Very close. We're that's good. We consider them friends. However, they know exactly where we stand. <laughs> you know exactly what we believe. Nothing's like getting thrown in our faces in any way, and we're able to build that relationship with them now. Um, we too, we talk about church and what we're learning and new things going on in our country and um, that kind of thing. So, all of it being done through love. Dialogue is so is so important. I think it is. I think it's important because there's the abrasiveness tends to come from one group versus another group. It does, yeah. But when you get down to it, when you're talking about you, then it's personal and a relationship between you and another person doesn't fit black or white. It's where you can talk to them and you can convey, it's like, look, I'm, I'm not here to hurt your feelings. And I, I will, you know, we are, we can be friends, and I will support you and all of this and that, and help you in all ways I can. It's I'll be here to minister to you. Yeah, I'll be here this, to, this yeah. One rule. This is where I, I'm not doing it, and it's not to push you down. It's hopefully, in my view, to lift you up. I mean, it's, that's the loving part that she's talking about. Well, what, what Crystal said also caused me to think about, when, if Jesus tells us that we should never tire of doing good, there comes a point where I, th I, think, I think about how family members often treat addicts and you're, you're trying to take care of them and take care of them and take care of them. And there comes a point where what used to be good is no longer good because it's enabling or it's affirming or it's whatever, right? And it's pushing in the wrong direction. And you have to be able to discern, am I really still doing good by my actions or am I pushing them away from Jesus and instead pushing them in the wrong direction? And, and so I think the one thing we haven't mentioned and need to mention is that these situations need to be prayerfully considered. We, we absolutely, we need to be praying for individuals and we need to be praying for situations. Mary. When Jesus sat down with the people, he sat down with sinners. Yes, he did. He did not participate with their sin. When the woman sat down at the well, she was buried five times and was living with the sixth man. And he confronted her about that. And if we keep our mouths shut as Christians and not uphold what the Bible says, then we're not doing what we're supposed to do. That's not good. No, uh, and I, I can't. I can't argue with you. Yeah. Um, my favorite verse is Matthew five sixteen, and that's let your lights so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your God which is in heaven. So if what you're doing is not godly, and what you're doing is not coming back to God and helping people see God, then what's the point? Yeah. 
if you're blowing up and losing your mind on them, that's not what that would do. And that's not going to draw them closer to them either. But you do still have to make your point, like Mary said. They do still have to know where you're standing. Yeah. Maybe you're the one. <coughs> maybe. The only person in their whole life. Maybe you're the one. Maybe you're the one. Yeah. yeah. I like how Christ and Mary, that was a good example when you had, and I like the, the Pharisees who was trying to trip uh, Christ up. And number one, I think it was on the Sabbath when they did this. And they bring in an adulterous place, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, basically, they're trying to kill her, disturb her. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, I like what Christ did, you know, he just kind of, excuse me, sitting down, had a stick, you know, or whatever, and he's all just sitting in the earth, you know, and uh, he just said to him, hey guys, all sitting here, you without sin, cast the first stone, you know, and slowly, each and every one walked off, and it was just that there, the lady, he said, you know, they don't send more. Just going left to condemn you, but I don't condemn you. Exactly. But the one thing I will mention in this particular situation, I think that example that I'm getting there, the Pharisees knew she did wrong. Christ knew she did wrong. She knew she did wrong. Yeah. I think what we're doing here in churches abroad or around is that. No. There's sin that the world is trying to tell you, not right, the world, Satan, that it's actually right. Mm-hmm. And that this is actually, you know, uh, that this is right. Embrace it. It's good. God made this right. That you chose, all sin is chosen. That God made Adam and Eve. He didn't make them to be the apple. Right. It's just fruit. We don't know if it's an apple or not. All those little Bibles. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the ark never had a giraffe with a sticking out of a chimney either. Right. So, yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know what I'm saying. I, I do. I think that's the difficult part is. Is that lady, for example, and even the woman at the well, Mary? I think that she would do. She was shocked when she, she's like, Oh my gosh, how do you know this? How do you know I was married? How do you know I'm living with this? How do you know this? It must be a great prophet. You know, she didn't realize that he was the Messiah. Yeah. Or whatever. But it was like, I, I think she knew she was going to be her son. Oh, sure. And yeah. I think that's what the tough part is. is the, 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 hey, this is actually right. What I'm doing is okay. And, and I think that's where the difference is. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody wants to be socially accepted. But, but you know, uh, let, let's go back real quick to, to what you said, Brad, about uh, about the, the woman who was adultery, adulterous woman who was about to be stoned. Yeah. The way that Christ approached that in such a loving way to show everyone that we're all sinners, but at the same time, at the end, to affirm the fact that she too was a sinner and needed to stop. And oftentimes, when we talk about loving someone, or and even today, a lot of a lot of churches 
And a lot of messages and a lot of preachers are afraid to talk about sin because they don't want to offend anybody. And the gospel in and of itself is offensive because we don't desire that. Can I add something? Yeah, go ahead, Mary. Okay, Greg's talking about the woman that sinned. She was caught in the act of adultery. What was missing in this picture? And I learned this from something that somebody else was a man. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be stoned to death, too. Why did they walk away? Because how many of them had done the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah precisely. Go ahead. Yeah. Careful about putting sin on certain sin on the It's pushed you into sin. You've allowed it to control you. Yeah. Yeah. And we should try, even if we do try, we try and try and try and try and to to speak truth to people and to show people the way and say, look, God created you as a female. Carry on as a female. They might reject that. Well, you can't go live in their house and convince them of this. I mean, you can't just. Sometimes you just have to move on. And like in First Timothy, uh, Paul's talking about false teaching. He says, blah, 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 among whom are him, the, well, let me see this. By rejecting this, some have made shipwreck of their faith, among whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over, this is aggressive, who I've handed over to Satan, yeah. who may learn not to blaspheme. Which is scary to think about. It is scary to think about. But also, Whew. you can't... You can't fix everybody's sin. You can try. You can try to lead them to Christ. You can try to do this, but do not let their sin become a hindrance to your faith. And also don't hold certain sin in. That's huge. Yeah, we, we talk about that a lot in here. That comes up frequently because it's 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 human nature for whatever the hot button topic is or whatever we find most offensive to elevate and to escalate and to become a hobby horse, if you will. And and we and it's, it's a hill we pick to die on, while at the same time we're we are guilty of you know a, a truckload of of sin ourselves. And it's um, it's a it's a it's a tough thing to perceive sometimes that that we have to just say, okay, I, I did what I needed to do, I said what I needed to say, and you know, God be with you. And because what we can do, I, I do believe that in, in our effort to witness and in our anger, that in and of itself can become sinful and we can drive that person deeper into sin if we're not careful. 
So this this was this this went. I didn't mean to take the whole time doing this, but I enjoy this. I hope you all do too. Jamie, you had something else. I was just going to say, anytime you're typically elevating this, uh, it's typically selfish and self-serving on your own part. Whether it's because it makes you uncomfortable, which it, it should. It should. But you know, I think a lot of people we like to claim what we're comfortable with, what we know in all our lives. And we want to we're selfishly, I think, trying to keep that. We want our comfort. It, 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 this is but that that was the same thing going on with the Jews back when Jesus was there. They had what they were comfortable with. Their laws, their rules, their comfy lifestyles were the ones that were high priests and stuff like that. Yeah. And there was this rapid change and some of them, we know it was the greatest change of all. Hindsight's 2020, but, and not, you know, I'm not trying to say, trying to compare sins here versus Jesus coming. It's kind of apples and oranges thing. But the point is, is that you're lifting things and making them prominent, typically for a selfish reason versus mm-hmm. us because what Jesus was doing. Yeah. I think when the anger and the, you know, the uproar comes, if you're angry, it's typically a selfish influence. That's Oftentimes, yeah. You're being, you feel personally attacked, you feel this or that, and it's no longer about God. It's, yeah. So. Yep, it's become emotional. It's become emotional. Um, and speaking of what Jamie just talked about in in, uh, in Acts 17, which is where we were going to be today, um, if you take the opportunity to read about Paul and Silas in Berea and Paul in Athens, um, you'll you'll experience some of what he talked about with the Jews feeling that they were losing their power and losing their grip and losing their comfort as Paul began to convert people and people started to listen to what he was saying in the synagogues um, as he was ministering to folks. Uh, obviously, we don't have time to get into it today, but I promise you, I, well, I can't, you know what, I won't do that because I get different things that hit me through the week and I come in here and y'all know, I'll just lay something out and go, hey, let's talk about this for a while. Um, so I was going to say, I promise you next week we'll get back into this. I'm, we might not. But that's my goal. <laughs> that is my goal is for us to continue there. Um, any closing comments, uh, criticisms, or you just want to throw something at me because I just took up all your time talking about a hot button topic. <laughs> How can we talk about this thing? It's 20 or 30 percent of the population. You know, they are minuscule, but yet it's interesting how many people it does affect. And I think that's that's the challenge. You know, we may know we, we may know 50 people who are suffering from cancer and know one person that's transgender, and yet that seems to upset us more than you know whatever else we can can bring into it. But you're you're right. It is it is a small number comparatively speaking. But I think because of what, what Tink brought up, we, we tend to elevate that sin. I think it bothers us sometimes more than probably what it should. You know what I mean? Agreed. Great. What? <laughs> <laughs> Where confusion thinks like, oh, there's not 
which are topics for another day. A yes. Cry for help. Yeah, it definitely can be a serious cry for help. Betsy, you 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 get the final word. It's one thing to me when adults make these decisions for their own lives. It bothers me the most when these decisions are being taught or sort of forced mm-hmm. on their children who don't know, they don't have the wisdom and everything to to separate. I mean, it is. It is the devil trying to cause confusion and trying, which is, you know, I mean, obviously all the more reason that we instill in our children from a very young age, you know, the principles of God and that he loves them and how he created them to be. And it's, it's tough that they have to face. It is tough. I mean, I'm grateful for the children who... <laughs> Be homeschooled or Christian school, but I know that that doesn't work for everybody, and you know, and they they face a lot of stuff out there. No, your point is point is very well taken. That's by the way, good to have you back. So, okay, thanks, Mary. All right, um, so prayerfully consider, try to lose lose our pride and approach them with love. Let's leave here with that. And let's say that not just approach them with love, approach everyone with love. I, I, we talked about a certain group of people here this morning a lot, and we keep using them, 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 and they, and they, and they. It, it, it's, it's really something that we need to practice across the board. We're not, we don't need to really single out a group so much as to say, this, we are Christians and this is how we should be. So let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. We thank you so much for this morning. Father, thank you for those who are here uh, today. And Lord, I just thank you for the discussion that we had. Lord, I just thank you that we were able to, to discuss your word and that we were able to, to try and discern how we should act as Christians and what we should do. Uh, Lord, I just hope and pray that we will always go back to your word and that we will look to you for guidance and, uh, Lord, that we will do what is pleasing to you. And Father, just help us to be aware of your presence in all circumstances and situations. Be with us as we depart here this morning and enter into the sanctuary. Uh, Lord, I do pray this morning that you will be with those who are leading us in music and uh, be with Brother Tink as he uh, brings your message to us as well. And just thank you so much for the fellowship we have here and bring us back next week, Lord, so we can continue to know you better. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.